Wildfire Podcast is an extension of Wildfire, which has a focus of igniting men and women of God into a deeper discipleship with Christ, instilling people with a passion to radically and relentlessly pursue Christ wherever that leads, that God's truth will spread like a wildfire. Hey, how's it going? Are you doing alright? Are you? Can we come in? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of you? Yeah. Yeah. All of us. Yeah, sure. Everyone in. Go ahead. I was just wondering if uh, candidly, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Want to start with? Do you have milk? Um, yeah. Enough. It's oak milk. Yeah. I'm just wondering if we could talk candidly uh-huh. about a conversation that I think affects so many young people, and that is should mm-hmm. Christians non-Christians should follow Jesus go out with those who are not saved so the first question I want to ask you is why is this actually a topic that we need to even discuss you know what I mean why can't we just go out with whoever we want why is this an issue Christians on Christians I think I think relationships are something that people strive for right people don't want yeah. to be alone uh, even in friendships but especially romantic and the media emphasizes that and it's a connection we all want and emotions get really tricky and get things really muddled. I think it comes down to the question of what's the most important relationship in my life? And there's going to be things that I'll wrestle and challenge you on that. Mm-hmm. But we have to be reminded as Christians that there's no relationship that compares to yeah. the relationship we have with God. And that's why I think this is an important conversation to have. Our relationship with God is yeah. what is of value. Mm-hmm. And our relationship with God dictates every other relationship. So we want to go to the Bible and see what does it say, if it has anything to say on this sure. topic. Sure. And that will allow us to, number one, value our relationship with God most. Mm-hmm. And whenever we value our relationship with God, then that aligns every other relationship and allows us to value them the most. Okay. Is there any verses of scripture mm-hmm. that the Bible talks about this topic? Um, there are, because you sent me them. <laughs> so, did I? Talk about candid. Scripted. Uh, <laughs> so, do you want to read Second Corinthians 6? Because I think it is something to say on this topic, and it's quite clear. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? I think it's quite clear. I think it just basically says that you're not to be, I think the, the original language is you're not to be unequally yoked, which is actually an agrarian analogy. And it talks about okay. two ox and how they yeah. ply a field together. Mm-hmm. But if you have a strong ox and a weak ox, they won't be able to accomplish. And yeah, if you have so an ox and another creature, like a goat, then you're really in trouble. And yeah. that's what's being illustrated here. So you've yeah. got a follower of Jesus. They're, yeah. they're fit for the task, but those who are not saved are not. And they will be able to accomplish the objective that is value in the yeah. relationship that is yeah. with God. And it's quite clear and explicit that we are called to be light as followers of Jesus. And those who are not saved are darkness. And so how can darkness benefit mm-hmm. us who are light? And yeah. it can't. It talks about in James that friendship with the world mm-hmm. is hostility towards God. Okay. So if you're friends with the world, then James is saying that that's hostility towards God. You're being, you're acting in a hostile manner towards your creator, the father, the one who has saved you and called from darkness into marvelous light. Mm -hmm. And by being friends with the world, that's almost a direct confrontation. And that is you saying, 
that I want to be hostile against you, God. And I can think of no better way of categorizing a friendship or no mm. better deeper intimacy of friendship than a relationship. Yeah, completely. So, and I, I even think of, think of the story of like Jose and Gomer, right? It's unpretty as the picture is, we are very much Gomer in that situation. Constantly running from God, going back to bad habits, going back to things that we think will bring us satisfaction. But then in the end, she's left broken, yeah. hurt and damaged. And it, it's God who is betrayed by Jose in the story, who goes out to those dirty streets and finds her and brings her home and nourishes that relationship. Like she was discarded. If that doesn't give a clear enough picture of what compromising our relationship with God is, I don't really know how clear it can be. Mm. And it is from a loving tone, right? Yeah. This isn't a question of saying what's right and what's wrong, what you should do or not do in a legalistic fashion. It's very much like a loving tone of, hey, I love you so much that my love for you will never fail. But if we treat that unfailing love with other things, I think we're going to be disappointed because the reality is there is nothing that can compare to the unfailing love of God. And unfortunately, we're stubborn enough, curious enough to fall in the trap of wanting to learn the hard way. Mm. And that's why I think it's important to just remind ourselves that we have everything we need in the relationship with God. There's no one that's going to love you more than that. Mm. And that's something you just trust and believe and experience. So we've highlighted 2 Corinthians and we've highlighted a passage from James and we've highlighted that, mm -hmm. that story that's mm -hmm. presented in his head talks about compromising relationships and yeah. how we're to actually be uncompromising and that God's faithfulness should motivate us to be faithful. Mm -hmm. And I think the last passage is Romans 12 talks about do not be conformed to this world yeah. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. The reality is we're not to be conformed to the patterns of this world where they say that you can date and have a relationship with anyone you want. Instead, we're called to look at scripture mm -hmm. and it has clear prohibitions of who you can be in a relationship with because who yeah. you're in a relationship with dictates so much. Mm -hmm. And so I think the Bible is quite clear when you take those passages that there's a clear decision to be made for yeah. those um, who are in a relationship with a non-Christian and uh, a clear answer for those mm -hmm. who are thinking about being mm -hmm. in a relationship with a non-Christian. Yeah. I just want to uh, share analogies that I think are help, uh, helpful. Yeah. Um, the Bible talks about how iron sharpens iron. Yeah. But if you think of iron being the Christian, and if you date a non-Christian, then they're like wood, and you just keep on slicing through them because they have yeah. nothing to offer you. Uh -huh. Do you know what I mean? And then the sword, it starts to become blunt. So number one, the wood's getting cut, yeah. and it's of no benefit to the wood. That's the non-Christian. Mm -hmm. And the sword's getting blunt, and it's of no mm -hmm. benefit to the believer. And it's literally helping nobody in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point of why God has yeah. this command in the first yeah. place of how we're not mm -hmm. to uh, take our salt, take our light and mm -hmm. mix it up with darkness. Yeah. And I think another one, uh, it's based on Amos 3 and it's talking about Israel in this, but I think the principles there that can be applied here and it's talking two people walk hand in hand if they aren't going to the same place. Yeah. So if me and your own hands, yeah. We're not going to do that. Uh, and you walk that way and I walk this way. Yeah. Then that's, we're going separate places and yeah. there's going to be tension on the relationship and it may be able to last. 
month, a year, but at some point you're going to notice that you are too far apart to sustain a healthy relationship. Yeah. And so for those who are going to date non-Christians, there's going to be an inevitable collapse at some point. Yeah. And so why go through that pain mm-hmm. when you can avoid it? Mm-hmm. And the last thing is that in a relationship, you're connected. Mm-hmm. And if you have someone who's not spiritually mature or someone who's not there or strong in their faith, because it's not just about yeah. Christians and non-Christians, it's about Christians, are you dating those who are of a spiritual maturity that you are? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. all the same <clears throat> principles mm-hmm. that we've talked about apply, same analogy. So if you are tied together in a relationship and I'm running my race for God and this person's sort of faltering behind and is limping, then I'm just dragging them along uh-huh. and beating them against the ground at a pace that they can't keep yeah. up with. Yeah. Okay. So I think, number one, this is a topic that is widespread. Why talk about it? Because the Bible talks about it. God cares about our relationships. Yeah. And he has spoken in his word how we can have strong, healthy and vibrant relationships. And that's why we went to his word and we brought up those passages that clearly say that followers of Jesus and non-Christians should not mm-hmm. be in a relationship. And then thirdly, we give analogies that showcase why that's the mm-hmm. case. It's just logical sense that people have different political and cultural, mm-hmm. philosophical and religious views and are values. going to have yeah. tension and arguments. Uh-huh. and. That's one category, but there's the other category of the Bible explicitly says, don't do it. And Mm -hmm. the Bible says that if you love me, you obey my commands. Yeah. And this is a command. And so if you love God, then are you going to obey it? Yeah. Do you have any last remarks that you want to leave people with that maybe are actually in a relationship right now with a Mm non-Christian and are going to have to make that decision? That's one type of people. And the other is Mm -hmm. people who are thinking about this. So if you speak to the first category of people, those who are in a relationship, what would you say to them? Mm-hmm. Um, consider a mercy to end the relationship where it's at now, than to end it in a future time, mm. right? Because as time goes on and you become closer, or, or worse, like maybe there's a wedge between you, like it's gonna hurt. And it's just kind of ripping off that band-aid. Mm. But I, I promise that it's, there's a relationship that we have with God, it's unfailing and unending. Yeah. And consider a mercy rather than a painful sacrifice, right? Because it's incomparable. Yeah. God's commandments necessitate obedience regardless of the ramifications. Yeah. But we know that the, refa- the ramifications are actually going to be a positive one. Yeah. Because anything that's followed, anything from obedience, mm-hmm. good things follow from obedience. Yeah. And the second category of people, those who are thinking about getting in a relationship, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? Mm-hmm. Get in a relationship with a non-Christian. First of all, don't devalue singleness. Singleness is a gift and it, it, singleness is, uh, is underrated. And I feel like sometimes we rush into relationships because we feel that will bring us completeness in life. So. Don't be pressured into it. And if you are in a relationship, it is a question of, do you want God there, right? Even marriage is, is between man and woman and united under the witness of God. If God's in that, right? And if there's something where two become one. And as a Christian, the most important relationship in our lives is the one we have with God.